0: Recorded live. Happy holiday of your choice from Fragments of Silicon.
1: Uh, welcome to another another installment of Fragments of Silicon. Indeed, the final installment for the year of 2015. I am your host, Adam. Um, joining me in the studios, as always, are Galax. I am here. Ogre. I want to decide who lives and who dies. <laughs> You're next. For which? That's how yes. That's how the next bit of uh, bit goes. Anyway. Um And teddy fan:
0: Oh God, don't hurt me. I'll betray anyone.
1: yeah, anyway, um, yeah, this is going to be a pretty loose show. Um, I'd say as loose as one of our Friday shows, because you know, as mentioned, our guest canceled last week, and it's the last show of the year. So we feel like unwinding after a, a very long and productive year now and we some things yeah with some you know reflecting on what was going on but first the news um ogre why don't you start us off this week
0: to live to die to watch neptune men no more <laughs> Uh, yeah ogre um it has been warm and rainy here in southern ohio despite the fact that that is summer weather. But whatever. Uh, it's just what it is because it is.
1: Well, it, it is because it is. At this point, anyway. Well, it is because it is because of El Nino and because, you know, climate change is a thing.
0: The El Nino, it stands for the Nino.
1: <laughs> yeah, the thing about it is the West Coast is apparently goddamn <laughs> cold. Here's where the coldest state is? California. Arizona. Oh, okay. Well, Arizona
0: has nothing to actually retain heat when it's not getting any, so...
1: I know, I know. It's less surprising. You know, the desert... Guess what? The desert gets goddamn cold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've been out in the desert, so...
0: You fry in the morning and you freeze at night.
1: Pretty much. So,
0: yeah. But, uh, let's see. Recordings go along pretty well. I had a huge sense of stuff I did that surprised I played as much as I did, like, but that's okay. how we divvied up everything, so that's how it all went.
1: so I'm guessing you uh, you in, you played more than intended, yes, kind of
0: just I did not expect it to be so much stuff you for the Naka, so. It was definitely one of those moments of,
1: I probably should have thought this one
0: through a little better, which is uh, weird because we did, so got no one to blame
1: but ourselves. Uh, I, I suppose. So uh, what's the reaction been to Ocarina of Time 3D?
0: So far, it looks like it's been pretty good. Uh-huh. I haven't been paying attention to the numbers, but I'm pretty sure they're...
1: I think the numbers have been, you know, pretty uh, pretty typical. Uh, yeah. Like, well, let me just look at this channel here. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. Uh, yeah, they've been doing pretty
0: good. Yeah. Like. Yeah. They uh, started out a little
1: strong and then kind of went a little
0: bleh, but...
1: Yeah, th- they're trending, no- like, uh, anywhere from 1,000 to 3,000. You know,
2: depending yeah
1: depending on the time that's pretty normal i've noticed for your pattern it's the yeah. grandiose stuff that continues to underperform
0: yeah i can see
1: the one he put
0: up the other day that's like the two videos that haven't even broken a thousand yet yeah
1: it's no wonder that naka has been complaining about that mm. but
0: yeah uh let's see
1: oh uh when does he ch- go to the three game uh schedule
0: probably going to be around Christmas because mm. we still did three videos this week, so...
1: Okay.
0: And three videos is like our minimum for two videos. Right.
1: Because editing.
0: Yeah. Also, he staggers videos, so...
1: No. Uh,
0: Let's see. This Friday, Barry comes back. It is Friday, right? It's the 19th. Uh, yes, this Friday is the 19th. Oh. no, the 19th okay, Saturday. Saturday. Friday is when Star Wars comes out and the internet spoils everything for everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> I-, I already had one commercial spoil one thing for me. I'm pretty sure I don't really care that much about everything else.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm seeing that on Christmas, so... Yeah. I'd like to see
0: that sometime around then, but I'm not in any yeah. too much of a hurry. Oh, it's like
1: day one shit. I'm, I'm like, no, no,
0: no, no. no. I
1: didn't do day one with Phantom Menace back in the day. Although
0: I I would never, I'm not gonna go near a movie theater until it stops being packed every showing.
1: Yeah, I'd like
0: Alvin and the Chipmunks. I'd like to see the movie and everything, but I'm not a person who's willing to go out and sit for three weeks out in line just to make sure I get to go see it
1: that's just symbolic shit now because like you know, because guess what advanced seating is a thing yeah
0: was a boss yeah. so like there there's a difference between obsession and dedication. Yeah. Obsession is when you're out there and just waiting yeah, it's like back in
1: 1999, the lines that formed that that was because that's how you did it back in nineteen ninety nine you mm-hmm. line up at the at the movie theater, and you know everyone you know everyone had to be first, basically.
0: Yeah. Now you have your reserved tickets, and people just line up because they want to get in on time.
1: I guess. I get well, because I should,
0: they feel like it. Best seating, I guess. Well, it's, or they're or they're afraid they'll let someone else in their space if they don't get there in time.
1: No, it's because of it. it's a, it's a sense of tradition and community. Not even making that up.
0: Also, they want to be the first to find out that the new bad guy is Darth Vader reincarnated.
1: Not spoiler,
0: fake spoiler for spoiler. Watch it over. Uh, yeah, that's not even real. But
1: I know it, it's just I don't need people exploding at us because
0: it's not fake spoil and everything.
1: Yep. Oh my God, Darth Vader killed Dumbledore. Son of a
0: bitch! Who could have seen that one coming? But Snape killed the Emperor, so it's all okay. It was a weird one. Turns out that Darth Vader is actually Aaron Hansen. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Oh, yeah. What were the odds of that one? Probably probably dismal. Anyway, that's it for me. So, next person Uh, Adam.
1: No, I go last.
0: I know. That's why I make you go next.
1: (laughs) That's (laughs) okay. Fortunately, it's my show, so Petty Fan, you go next.
0: Um, well, apparently, learned that my mom's friend who used to live with us is a fucking bitch. Oh, she ran off with her with the phone that she, we had on our plan for her, and apparently traded it in. So now we have to pay her disconnect fees from AT and T. That comes to the tune of about one hundred and forty-five bucks.
2: Is is that legal?
0: Technically, no. It's fraud, but she's now in Pennsylvania, so there's not a whole lot we can do about that. She, like, moved to Pennsylvania? Yeah. She took her shit and moved to Pennsylvania and took the phone with her when we explicitly told her not to. Did she, uh, did she just up and
1: leave? Yeah. I, I feel, feel like there's some
0: breach of contract stuff there that needs to be dealt with.
1: I feel like there's a bigger story here than just a uh, just a stolen phone. Like Well,
0: she used to live with us for five years uh-huh. and with her bastard of a husband. And then she just decided that she didn't want to deal with her husband anymore and she'd rather be with her kid back in Pittsburgh. Okay, but that doesn't mean you have to take the phone. Yeah. Well, it's because it was her only way to communicate. So instead of getting a prepaid p- phone and leaving the one that we were still paying for here, she decided to take it with her. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fun. Other than that, there's not a lot going on. I've been trying to get the house clean because we have a, like, a social community coordinator thing coming tomorrow. Huh. That's fun.
1: Huh. There seems to
0: be a lot going on with you this week. Yeah. Oh. Sadly, enough, it's really important. Yeah. Well,
1: well what, exactly what is a social community coordinator?
0: This is It's like a program thing that I've been on when I was on SSI. Ah. Uh-huh. And I'm still not off of it, but my sister is still on it. She still gets SSI. mm mm-hmm. They don't really do a whole lot, but we still have to have like meetings every three months or whatever. Yeah. And I guess she's also help with like Medicaid stuff and whatnot. I see. Uh, oh, uh, anything else? Um, I got my cat on me, <laughs> but no, not really.
1: Uh. All right, uh, Gallitz, you're
0: up. Uh, we have a good amount going on this week. Uh,
1: my sister's
0: cat that she had while she was in California, she brought. She can't have it where she's living on this coast now, so she brought it up to stay with us um, for the foreseeable future. So there's a cat in the house again, and that's kind of nice. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I remember when I had to give up a, a cat. That was not the easiest thing in the universe.
0: Yeah. Well, at least we at least she knows that we'll be taking care of it well.
1: Yeah. But yeah, you, know, you know it's like when when you go to a place that has a whole bunch of dogs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Usually. Um. On the video game front, um. I actually haven't played Splatoon in a few days, but I need to soon. They announced an update that will probably have new stages tomorrow and there's a splatfest i think this saturday so i need to get see if i can get my shirt leveled up mm. um i think i'm going to go team nice um and what was the other thing i wouldn't know no nope, uh, i'm not i think i put what was it? something about smash or yes that was the other thing with the new smash update um i got cloud and i've been playing with that some and he's interesting to play with and i'm looking forward to bayonetta and uh corin also, tales for life okay <laughs> tales for life <laughs> i'm disappointed that other things didn't get in but i'm oh, glad yeah. that bayonetta did like I said, I advocated uh, Django from Boktai or Isaac from Golden Sun, but not as likely, I guess. And Bayonetta is something that's very convenient, so...
1: Yeah. That. yeah. Of course, you, of course, they couldn't have a send-off without a goddamn Fire Emblem character.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of a promotion for the new Fire Emblem game and I'm not I have no doubt that it has to do with how popular Fire Emblem characters in Smash, but at least Corin doesn't have eighty percent of the same moveset as the others. Oh, exactly. oh are you tired of what uh, sword users? Here's another sword user, but this time with dragon. Yeah, but like like I said, at least at least it's like Marth and Roy... Roy, admittedly, is also DLC, are basically clones. Lucina is also basically a Marth clone. Ike, they changed up some, but not all that much. Like, Ike has, like, three of his moves are different, I think, and he's heavier. Uh, Robin is obviously different, because he's a uh, half spellcaster, but... Magic Knight. Uh, hmm Yeah, and then Corrin has... Dragon powers that are used instead of mostly the sword. By the way, says bayonet survived. That's... The uh the uh stick in place uh spear attack looks fun. Anyway. That was horrifying to see Mario just freaked out when that happened. Yeah. Uh, what being impaled? Being impaled and stuck into the ground? Well, to be fair, what would your reaction be? Uh Equally horrifying. <laughs> uh, as well as explosives being shouted?
1: I don't know. I
0: think at that point you can't say too much besides... Uh, uh, <laughs> Depends where you're stabbed, but yeah. Well, the way he got stabbed, it looks like he got in the diaphragm and some of his lungs, so uh, uh, it's probably the most he could get. Maybe some blood. Probably, but this is not that far of a game. Yeah, anyway. Other than that, um, I'm looking forward to work Christmas party this Friday, and I have some Christmas shopping to try to do tomorrow evening or Friday after work or something. So that'll be varying degrees of fun, but uh, that's about it, I
1: think. let's see. Yeah. Ironically, this week has been very, very quiet, mainly because, well, there's a lack of show-related stuff to do, and, you know, since this is my job and what occupies a lot of my time, I've had a lot more of it, and it's weird and scary to me. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, anyway, uh, yeah, Christmas plans are light this year. Uh, You know, no gift-giving because... Mentioned previously, you know, everything was kind of saved up and built up for uh, the Orlando experience.
0: Orlando. All right, don't sing. Orlando Calarizia? Yes.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Uh, We're supposed to go somewhere on Christmas Day, but I don't think the restaurant's been selected yet. Uh, Let's see. Going to see The Force Awakens on Christmas, because... I have no interest in be in doing any day one shit. Like the movies, gonna like the movies still gonna be there on Christmas. In fact, you know, like there's been a kind of a clash between the Force Awakens and the Hateful Eight because you know it's one of those weird things of the universe where you know for the longest time there was no 70 millimeter movies and now all of a sudden there's two. What's the Hateful Eight? That's a uh, Quentin Tarantino's latest movie.
0: Oh, the yeah, he, Magnificent he, Seven parody?
1: No, that's... No, that's the... That's the Adam Sandler movie. The the whatever six.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And they need to stop making movies that are with the similar titles. Yeah. It's not fair.
1: Yeah. It's like, well, Hateful Eight is the good one. And, well, Quentin Tarantino was on the on the late show just yesterday talking about how, you know, they use the cameras that they used in Ben Hur to film this thing. You know? It's in that ultra wide screen vision that was really popular in the 60s. And as cool. it turns out, the force awakens has 70 millimeter segments as well. So yeah. Like, so that's a whole couple.
0: Yeah. A bunch of my friends are going to see the force awakens after, my, after a party on, this Saturday I think I'll be at the party but I'm not going to the movie because I don't want to tangle with crowds and stuff yeah. if my parents go I'll go with them otherwise I, I'll see it eventually
1: yeah. Like, right. uh, let's see there's some company coming up that's after Christmas and they'll be gone by New Year's so uh, aside from that uh, that's about it I uh, so, um, yeah. So, merrily we roll on to well, the great blank segment that we call that we usually have an interview for. But like I said, you know, just kind of relaxing for the ho- uh, for the holidays. So, um, 2015 retrospective. Where do we start?
2: At the it beginning. It
1: 2014, but it's right.
0: I, I don't get that. Because it can't be 2014 because it was 2015.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying the comparing years or something. Nope,
0: just doing a numerical joke.
1: Yeah, that kind of fell flat. Now, I suppose this being a gaming show, we should talk about the year, uh, the year in gaming in 2015. Now, it's like, well, I mean, where do we want to start, like? You know, do we talk about the games? Do we talk about the events? I mean, you know, a lot news. of news. I, 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 guess, I guess we should start with one of the hot stories, if you will, of 2015. You know, uh, the the year-long segment, uh, like, breakup between Hideo Kojima and uh, Konami.
0: And also Which, everyone else in
1: Konami. <laughs> Well, that are that are, that actually already happened. Like uh, Kojima is just kind of the last vestige there, and it, and the story just ended the other day, or actually, or maybe today. I'm not sure about the time differentials, but anyway, the point is
0: it was the fifteenth by calendar.
1: Yeah. But. Well, anyway, the point is, H- uh, Hideo Kojima is finally free of Konami, and he f- has formed his own Kojima Productions, and he's working with Sony on a new game. You know, it's like you know, like I said that's kind of the culmination of what's been going on for a year now. You know, ever since we got the reports of, you know, just how marginalized they were uh they were making Kojima, you know, they removed all of his names off the branding, they canceled Silent Hills, you know, all the bad, you know, all the You've bad basically stuff. been fired
0: or on extended leave pending official termination for months now. So
1: Actually, if you want the official, it's because his employment contract has been, uh, has run out.
2: Like, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, that's basically what he was, you know, he was basically running out the clock uh, post Metal Gear Solid 5.
0: Yeah, because if they just kicked him out, the lawsuits would be coming.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know... That, that, that's why he can form Kojima Production Site Unseen now. Granted, I don't know the particulars of when it comes to Japanese employment contracts, but um, I'm just—I uh, think it's a safe assumption that you know when it runs out, he can do what he wants.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably doesn't so he have, have a, he have, a compete clause. Actually, yeah, his non-compete clause is one of the things that ran out.
1: hmm So. He, yeah he he just formed a new studio, which is going to be you know a big story of maybe not two thousand sixteen, but sometime in the future, yeah, you know it's like the big news story for this year was just you know just how awful Konami got you know
0: they're the tenko machines for everyone, yeah, you know, the sad
1: <laughs> part is. Uh, Konami is actually doing rather well when it comes to business. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah. Pachinko
0: games are a good financial product. They're just creatively bankrupt.
1: Uh, yeah. About that, that is not true anymore. No? Because, on the other hand, we have Sega Sammy, and holy fuck have they been hurting this year.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, now, I'll grant you, it's been a combination of things, like, uh, as it turns out, the uh, Pacchino in Japan is on the downside. I'm not exactly sure the reason. Uh, I think it, some of it has to do with the, the fact that they're still muddling on the whole, they're still dithering on the whole, hey, let's make gambling legal or not. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Zakana may, may need an explanation of Sega Sammy.
1: Yeah. Well, Sega. Well, yeah. Sega Sammy is the uh, is the holding company that owns Sega. Like uh, the Sammy part, they're the ones who make the Pacino games. Yeah. And that segment has been hurting, but it's also Sega has been hurting.
0: Yeah. Of course. Sega hasn't made a very good game in a while.
1: Well, I would challenge you to name a game they made this year.
0: That is a wonderful Sonic question. Sonic Boom
1: was last year, right? Yeah, Sonic Boom was last year.
0: Like I think they made a three D S Sonic Boom game this year, like fire and ice, but it got Nope. It was really underwhelming.
1: Nope. That, that got delayed. That got delayed to two thousand sixteen.
0: Oh, well then. Yeah. To the website.
1: Yeah, it's like this is hard because I think that kind of illustrates why they had such a rough year, doesn't it? Yep. Well,
0: they, they, yeah, they don't have many franchises.
1: Well, it's more that they scaled back production. Um,
0: apparently, Yakuza 5 came out this year, Football Manager 2016, and Sonic Dash 2 on mobile. Yeah, it's a, uh, yes, Football Manager—that one game that totally exists.
1: Uh, don't laugh. And that's all
0: I have to say about it.
1: I have some things. Football Manager is actually one of their biggest franchises. It does huge in Europe because it's uh, it's soccer, you know. In fact, that was that was by far their biggest release of this year.
0: Oh, also Sonic Lost World for PC.
1: Uh. Oh yeah, they they did port that
0: and apparently the port is not good.
1: I'm like, I couldn't say, because I haven't picked that up. I'm like, yeah, not really going to pick up uh fucking, you know, Sonic Lost World. I'm like, anyway, so from the depressing to the really depressing, this was the year that we lost to Turo Iwata, I don't. Yeah, I don't really have much more to add to that that we didn't say in our uh, retrospective of his life. Uh, I think the
0: only thing we didn't talk about is the new man in charge or going to be in charge, rather.
1: Um, like, well, that's probably because he's got nothing notable about him right now. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah, he's kind of blandy McBlanderson. The big, the biggest news that we have about him really is that. He's not dedicated to ruining everything Nintendo stood for.
1: Well, more to the point, what he for. Yeah, at, that's kind of the thing, right? Uh, even though he wanted, like you know, he wanted die. He didn't die all that long ago, uh, as of this recording. So all the initiatives he he was engaged in, they're still going. That's mm-hmm. probably still going to go for a number of years. You know. Because and, and so,
0: unlike in the U.S., if someone dies while he was a company, they don't immediately try and strike all their shit.
1: Well, we saw this with Apple. Like, you know, when uh, Steve Jobs died and stepped down, a lot of the shit he was... Uh,
0: died and stepped down, in that order? Stepped down. Sorry. <laughs> you
1: know, yeah, he stepped down and then he died not too uh, uh, long afterwards.
0: Yeah, and his body wasn't even cold. And they changed the ports and whatnot on Apple. Uh, so, so All right, everyone. No more sweaters. We're free.
2: We're free. Still other We're Yeah.
1: Still, still, a lot of the stuff he was involved in uh, didn't change. You know, it, it took now for for better or for worse a good number of years to. Overcome that still i I can't say I've been too impressed with the Tim Cook era no. uh, let's see I, I i suppose we should talk about uh you know how sony one e three know we, that's another thing we talked about in depth,
0: you know, but, but when you start off with last
1: Guardian, yeah. <laughs> Shenmue, yeah, Shenmue three, the you know the Final Fantasy I'm seven. Kind
0: of annoyed at Shenmue three actually, for being a Kickstarter, but
1: uh, yeah.
0: not not for being a Kickstarter, but for, and they have done it since, so it did start a precedent for for announcing that we're starting a Kickstarter for a thing at a gaming conference.
1: I can't think of when that ever happened.
0: It happened again recently for some game, but I forget what. That's helpful. Uh, Psychonauts.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, Psychonauts too. Actually, that was the Game Awards. That wasn't exactly the same thing.
0: True. That's not a conference exactly. Yeah. That
1: that's action. That that was an actual. That was an actual award show. In, instead of like an award handed at a trade show kind of deal.
0: Mm-hmm. But still. the the precedent for making the big announcement, not that we're going to release a thing, but we're now asking you for money for this thing. I I don't know how I feel about
1: that. Well, it's been, what, six months? So, Mm. sort your feelings, I guess.
0: Sort them or swallow them. Uh,
1: I guess we should talk more about the Final Fantasy VII Remake, because that's been in the news lately. (laughs) Hmm.
0: No. Oh, God, what have they done?
1: Um, what I people, hope everybody's uh, ready
0: for that same era of DLC.
1: Yeah, it's like, they did, well, kind of what I expected them to do. And it's like... Uh, so, for those who didn't hear about the, the recent developments with the Final Fantasy VII remake, as it turns out, it's going to be episodic, because, uh... Square Enix
0: isn't all right, allergic to money?
1: No, because...
0: So, do we get the symbolic CD that we have to change every time we get a new episode?
1: <laughs> that may be what they end up doing.
0: You have to go to the home menu in order to change games.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I mean,
0: the, the sad thing... Your is that PS4 just spits out a blank CD. <laughs> change it. Yeah,
1: But... <laughs> Yeah, the, the so well so the way they justified this is they said it, it was going to be too expensive to remake Final Fantasy uh, seven standalone uh, if they didn't do it this way. And you know what? I could actually believe that because people for like people forget because the you know Final Fantasy seven is from 1997 and looks. Well, like a game that was made in 1997. The thing of it is...
0: it was like like it's made out of Legos and JPEGs.
1: Yeah. The thing of it is, it was the most expensive video game of its time. Uh, That might have been quickly eclipsed by a few other games, like... uh,
0: Looking at you, Call of Duty.
1: No, like, even at the time, like, I I think Wing Commander Prophecy and then Shenmue... 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 Mm -hmm. uh, Eclipsed it. But still, this game costs about $40, $45 million, and we're talking like $1997. So I've seen adjusted for inflation, that's about $65 million. And I'm just talking about that the PlayStation. Oh, my playing. God,
0: $65 million? You can make a crappy CGI movie about food product mascots.
1: Yeah. And I'll note, that's still a significant amount of money in today's game. It's not the... It's not the top of AAA. It's not, you know, a rock star games one hundred million dollar production. But that's still on. That's still on the upper echelons. For the, uh, for reference sake, the like the lowest echelons for AAA these days is like twenty thirty million dollars. Yeah, there's a reason why DLC, uh, scum practices are more prevalent than ever.
0: Games aren't cheap, yo.
1: Yeah. So. They 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 basically and you know like to realize Midgar alone would probably cost a pretty penny because like it's still like one of the biggest cities I've ever seen in the game.
0: Oh my god! Just wait till they eat the gold saucer. I mean, where are they going to put the Lord of Vermillion at? <laughs> but, and all the chocobo racing.
1: Yeah. So on t- so on top of that, there's the there's the there was the revelation. Uh, I want to say it was at the uh, P- uh, PlayStation Experience uh, where they showed off the combat, and it turns out it's going to be real time. So,
0: a la Final Fantasy 15 because that's kind of how Square
1: is doing things now. Also,
0: well, Kingdom Hearts, but yeah.
1: No 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 crisis Core, people.
0: Oh, oh God, damn it! Why do you have to make me remember that?
1: Because that's what the combat is aiming. Yeah, and, and
0: it just seems to me that's that's how Square has decided that the future of combat in their RPGs is.
1: That, that's what they basically said. They, they said they're going with they're going with real time combat because that's the trend. They literally call it. They literally said they were going with this because it's trendy. Not because it's right, not because it makes sense, but this is because what all the kids are into.
0: Yeah, didn't we just talk about this a few months ago? We
1: probably did.
0: Well, let's hope to God for once that Barrett can actually get out his full sentence before you try to attack the scorpion robot.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to remember if that happened. Also,
0: their newest development is that if you buy the villa in the Casa del Sol, you're actually going to have to pay property taxes with real money. Don't give them any ideas.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh,
0: It turns out every time you try to summon Bahama Baham Zero, you have to insert a credit card number. Or no, they they add you they add Yo Jimbo just for that exact purpose. Oh no 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 no, there's like two different summoning packages: the normal summoning package and the shortened cutscene summoning package. Oh god damn it! Five bucks to not have to pay the play the entire round animation for Knights of the Round every time. Oh. <laughs> and we've increased the
1: animation to twenty minutes. All right, five bucks, well worth it. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, so the big, uh, so the, so the uh, maybe the biggest bombshell is, well, I I knew it was coming. They're going to change shit. Oh no! To the shock of no one. In spite of the apparently official
0: name they're going with, this really isn't a remake. It's a. Recreation,
1: reimagine. It's a do-over. Let's call yeah. it what it is. Yeah. It it's a goddamn do-over. We fucked up, guys. Yes. And of course, people are pissed. Like I I, I just want to remember what Loading Ready Run said about this. You know what? You're gonna hate this. You don't realize it right now, but you're gonna end up hating this remake.
0: Well, there, there was no way to win on that because the question was whether are they going to change stuff and people are going to hate it or are they going to leave everything exactly the same and people are going to hate it? Turns well, out it also de- make that Eris dies, but then you get her suspiciously similar twin Aerith to join your party. <laughs> right. Well, it might also depend because, I mean, it's like you haven't played Final Fantasy VII you might enjoy it because you have no emotional attachment to the original source material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a perfectly serviceable game. Yeah,
1: yeah so... It just
0: won't be exactly the same thing. Yeah. Art, maybe.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, God. So, uh, other things in the news. Um, well, the console wars are over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Place uh, you know, Sony's won. In, in terms of you know, numbers and all that stuff, Sony's won. Yeah.
0: Nintendo wasn't really competing, but well, they well, tried a little bit more
1: and didn't get very well on that.
0: How about well, just because you're not competing, you, you feel like you're not competing doesn't mean you're not the one.
1: Yeah. It's like how about how about oh no, Nintendo fell flat on their face because of some stupid decision.
0: Mm -hmm. I seriously hope that PR firm was ejected into the sun.
1: Yeah. Anyway, but as far as Nintendo this year, well, they actually have one of the surprise success stories of the year, in Splatoon. Take it away, guys. This is all you.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) Turns out trying (laughs) to figure out whether you're a a kid or a squid is actually a very morally ambiguous question that everyone wants to figure out while shooting the entire arena with ink. (laughs) I really like... That it has, one of the things people always bring up is that it has kind of a different attitude than a lot of shooters while still being a fun multiplayer experience. And at yeah, least many I people like saw it, that Crank article that talked specifically about it, and I was like, yeah, Galax is getting this one. Oh yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I normally hate shooters, and I I actually really like Splatoon. It's uh, kind of like Call of Duty only. I was gonna say it's kind of like Call of Duty, only not having a racist twelve-year-old yell at you for fifteen minutes. Being third person also helps for me because I'm terrible yeah. at uh, spatial awareness in video games.
1: It also has, and this is gonna be weird to say, it also has some of the design choices of Evolve. Anyone else remember this game?
0: Oh, the one where you're the, um, where you have the monster of the monster of the hunters.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one that ha- had, like, a record amount of DLC and, more to the point, had a limited number of maps that would rotate in and out for a few o- every few hours. Mm-hmm. Does that sound familiar?
0: Yep. I think Team 4 started a thing on that a while back.
1: Yeah. yeah. People complain about the stage rotation thing in Splatoon, but I
0: think they're missing that it's supposed to be a strategic thing.
1: Mm-hmm. If you really like, want you to and want- have some
0: friends, you can... Play whatever game you want and play whatever map you want. You can do that, but also with the the way the rotation for general play works is is that for every given combination of stages, there are some weapons that are better and there are some weapons that are... Like, there are some stages where rollers are really good and chargers are okay, but if you use a shooter, you're going to have trouble do, accomplishing much. There are some stages where rollers are useless. So you need mm-hmm. to... decide. So. Ideally, I mean, with shooters, you're usually fairly safe, although there's a lot of variation in shooters. But you you can theoretically optimize your loadout for a particular state, set of stages. And I think part of the reason why they have it have three stages and two instead of Splatfest is I think that for combinations of three, they're probably trying to come out with so that no matter what you pick, you have a chance on at least some of the stages of being in an advantageous position. Mm-hmm. I'm, cu- I'm 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 cu- also glad that Splatoon has a ton of DLC and it's all free.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing Evolve didn't figure out. Like it, it just said, you know what? We're gonna gouge the fuck out of ya. And yeah. To
0: the shock of no one, Nintendo's not fucking us hard and dry on this. Well, I'll give it this: at least uh, it at least had an appropriate title for that. it tried to evolve differently, and then nature just ate it up.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the game is still alive, but fuck uh, like if anyone talks about it anymore. Like mm-hmm. oh, you probably didn't even think about Evolve until I brought it up just now. Yeah. I, I, think, you I, at, you know, I
0: think I might have saw it in the game. Stop bargain bin a few days ago. Yeah.
1: Like Evolve, like Evolve didn't understand the content delivery systems. Really needed for these kind of games. Now, developed Evolve. Uh, Turtle Rock. They're the guys who made the Left 4 Dead games.
0: Wow. And they also work for Ganondorf.
1: I was gonna say. Imported
0: from Hyrule.
1: But yeah, Evolve was one of the high-profile failures of the year. Uh, let's see. Along that list, sees. Rise of the Tomb Raider, because well, well, this was just you backed the wrong horse. Rise of the to- uh, you know Rise of the Tomb Raider was announced as an Xbox One, Xbox Family exclusive, whatever, and yeah, th- this is, you know, this just kind of, like this just kind of fell flat on its face.
0: Kind of. Also, a significant perc- percentage of the fan base is upset about either the way they were going to do Lara's character or the way they ended up doing it, which is different, and also the removal of Lara's waifu. Who? Isn't Sam not in Rise of Tomb Raider? Like, a lot of people seriously. really liked her. Uh, I don't a- know. Maybe I'm just hearing a very specific segment of the uh, audience.
1: I I guess. I'm like... All, all I can tell you is it's been do, it's been reviewed well. It's considered one of the best games of the year. It's just you know the the, the Xbox One uh, kind of left in the dust by the PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, also whoever released whoever picked the release schedule on this needs to be fired
0: <laughs> into the sun.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider didn't even chart uh, this past month. But, uh, let's see. Other failures, like from Nintendo's camp, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the uh, tag team of shit that ended up being Mario Tennis Ultra Smash and uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed at both. Especially since didn't we already have a Mario party like a little over a year ago? A Mario. Yeah, 10. but Mario Party. Mario Party is different. Mario Party is a series of games that exists and has gone to shit lately because someone decided that it would be, hey, you know it would be great a board game where everybody moves. This, everybody is the same piece.
1: Yeah, Mario Party Ten was terrible as well. Like this yeah, kind good. of a, This is kind of a bad year for Nintendo.
0: But or, yeah, Animal Crossing: Amigo Festival. It is a party game like Mario Party, but the only other thing it really hasn't. But it's. Clearly designed for a different purpose, namely that being, uh, I'd say, to let you play with all your amiibos, except for the only amiibos it's compatible with, are only compatible with It and Happy Home Decorator, so it's really just a, a, a vehicle. Frankly, that game should probably be free to play, uh-huh. but then you need amiibos to play it well for the amount of content and shit in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently it was. Kind of fucking slim. Yeah, and likewise, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash has no useful features except for, like, it's the most boring tennis. Like, they don't have any extra modes worth mentioning. The only interesting feature it has is that you can train an amiibo player, which, you know, I get that amiibos are very important to Nintendo financially and people hell, I like buying them to have the cool figures and stuff and use them for some games, but no, but no they if you're gonna interact with them with games, have them interact with like have them interact with games that are good without them mhm, unless you're gonna make the game like free to play even then the free to play animal crossing thing that I am envisioning in my head would still be better with more mini-games and also mini-games that are less dependent on having an ass-load of amiibo cards. All
1: right. Uh, well, we could continue on with this, but I think we have to move on to other shit now. Uh, I
0: had I had something I if, to consider talking about if you guys had any input on it. The year in video game uh, crowdfunding.
1: Jeez. Uh, like crowdfunding in general, and. I mean... Yeah, this was a banner year for uh, Kickstarters and stuff like that. Uh,
0: and there's a wide variety of how, yeah, I'm like, how well they've done. I mean, Mighty Number no. 9 still isn't out.
1: Yeah, but it's also um, how do I put this? There are some alarming trends in the crowdfunding sector. That is to say, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the... I don't think it has a term yet, but it's kind of Kickstarter incoming inequality. Now, that is to say, as it turns out, certain truths in other sectors of life are true here as well. That is to say, name recognition, known quantities, track records. Guess what? Turns out all that shit matters to people. Oh, Yeah. Which is why we got shit like Shenmue Three, Ukulele, um, um, Bloodstained, you know, all these games kickstarted in record numbers. Yeah, you know,
0: well, kind of why. Well, I guess part of the reason why Indivisible had a hard time reaching its goal is because they set a really high original goal. But
1: yeah, but that was an actual realistic goal.
0: Oh, no, it was a very realistic goal, and I'm glad that they eventually made it, because that game looks really good. But
1: yeah. I mean, really, really, the, the, this phenomenon had, I'd say was crystallized with Psychonauts 2. Because, you know, people have actually been pretty pissed off at Tim Schafer. And, uh, oh, just time. a bit. But I'm like, you know, um, some of it was uh, warranted like the whole space, space, SDF1 debacle, uh, yeah, that shouldn't have happened.
0: You know,
1: on the other hand, you know, like some there's still some residual bitterment over broken age, you know, a kind of an overprom maybe, you know, overpromised, underdelivered uh, type scenario. But as it turned out, none of that mattered. In the... Or rather, it didn't matter when they put up the name Psychonauts 2, because I think it's already funded. Um, I've you know,
0: learned twice on this guy before, but then he put up a brand that I'm familiar with, and I realize that familiarity is better than something new, because we're all yeah. deep down hypocritical a bit. So, yeah, let's fund this shit yeah Woo! it's also being done partially by that one company that has kind of a checkered history with funding things
1: uh no it's it, it, the washington Redskins yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's you that's later
1: yeah the thing of it is uh it's being like uh second two is put up on this new platform called fig like yeah it's It's a new kind of uh, crowdfunding platform, one that's really, really interesting because um, instead of being a mere backer, you're an actual investor. You can
0: be. They have two ways of contributing. You can either back it like normal and get backing rewards and stuff, or if if you're putting in a large amount of money, you can be an investor and get some of the returns and sales.
1: Guess what this is? This is the ladder. There were there were some recent changes in uh, SEC regulations that allowed this to happen. So, yeah, they're actually. I think
0: you have to. I think you have to contribute like five hundred dollars to qualify as an investor.
1: I I wouldn't know the particulars of that rule, but Mm. I do know that this one is uh this fake platform is uh, trading on equity, so. Yeah, that's going to make things really interesting. Trading on equity? Yeah, it's offering up equity.
0: Oh, yeah, gotcha.
1: It's like, so, yeah, anyway, as far as... Um, like
0: the Tumblr version of paying by exposure.
1: Yeah. No, no, this is like the complete opposite. Oh, God. Yeah,
0: this is, if you fund this and it does well, you will get actual money back.
1: Yeah, this is actual investing here, Ogre. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Psychonauts Two is actually not reached goal of three point three million
1: dollars yet. It's not reached it, but it's eighty six. Oh, uh, sorry, eighty three percent funded. Yeah, it's and a it's, lot
0: of the way to being funded before the end rush. So yeah. it's probably going to make its goal with with breathing room.
1: Yeah, it's got twenty six days left. So, you know, going on kick, um, Kickstarter and crowdfunding patterns, it will easily reach its its goal here. So, and that's kind of my point. You know. It's like, you know, people, you know, all that, all that bad, uh, all those bad feelings have been dissipated by a lot of people just because, you know, they showed up with Psychonauts too, which is guess what, something people wanted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so
0: it is an interesting franchise, and I'm curious how they'll follow it up, how they'll follow up the original scenario.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, I get, uh, like I said, uh, you know, we could continue on, but I think we should mention, we should move on to, well, game of the year. So we're going to divide this up into two segments. You know, the game you played and the game you played for the show. Mm -hmm. Basically, you know, the games we reviewed this year versus the games you actually played. For example, my game of the, my selection for game of the year in terms of games we played and reviewed would be Assault Android Cactus. I, I,
0: yeah, I'd have to go with that one, too.
1: Because I can't think of another game that I played that I liked more like this. Like, I I just remember getting absorbed in it in hours, and a few other games that I played for the show did that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a bad thing. It's just I re- like Assault Android and Cactus is a really, really solid game and probably a hidden gem because I don't think this game did particularly well, mm-hmm. which is a shame. Then again, um, what about you? What about you, Galix?
0: Well, I haven't played all as many games for the show as you guys have because I only got Steam partway through the year. So, let's see, I like Albert and Otto, Armello, Cactus, Curses and Chaos, D4. Anyway, I did I did really like Assault Android Cactus. Um, I have started playing, a little bit playing um, Life is Strange that we're not reviewing yet, but we've got codes for. That um, and I've watched a Let's Play of that one, which I probably shouldn't have, but I really like that game, too, if that counts.
1: No, it doesn't, because we haven't reviewed it yet.
0: Okay.
1: You know, it's like, that would count for 2016. That mm-hmm. gets... You know, that's the fun part of when you run your own show. You can write your own rules. Yeah,
2: if
1: it doesn't matter if it was re, released in 2015. If we reviewed it in 2016, it would count for 2016. Okay, well,
0: I mean. I'm I'm terrible at... I'm terrible at making orders, but... um.
1: Nobody's asking for an order, just the best one you play. Yeah,
0: that—that's what. Part I'm, of the app.
1: I'm terrible yeah. at ranking,
0: I should say, which so, includes picking a best.
1: I'm like okay.
0: Yeah, I'd probably like—I probably like that a little bit better than *Pirate Warriors 3* and uh,
1: What a cactus. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Ogre. Mm, I guess I could ask you, but you typically don't play the games for review. *One Piece*. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that, that's kind of I like it. Yeah, that that's probably just in terms of how much fun I had with it, my second, and that's partially because I like Muso games. So, honestly, One Piece would have been mine if it wasn't for the controller issues. They still have not fixed yet.
1: Yeah, it's like if it didn't have like the graphical and controller issues, like that that probably that might have won, but no. But
0: it, it, assault Android Cactus was complete at release. So
1: yeah and it was fun in early access too.
0: Oh yeah. So I sunk about 7 hours of it in early access.
1: Yeah. So that yeah, so that would be game of the year at least in terms of, you know, reviewed games. Personally, the game of the year for me was Ori and the Blind Forest. Now, I do have a caveat. I typically don't play a lot of AAA stuff this you know, your Assassin's Creed syndicates and your Star Wars Battlefronts for various reasons. Fallout Four. Yeah, Fallout Four. Yeah, it's like you know, I don't think my computer, like my comu- uh, I Just use. Cause it.
0: Just Cause Three. Just Cause Three. I we, we have access to
1: it. Yeah, we we all have Just Cause Three, but I'm like, it like. We don't I,
0: have computers that can run Just Cause Three.
1: Yeah, like my computer is a four gig laptop. I mean, I don't really need to, like the usual games I play are indie titles. Yeah. So there hasn't really been a real need to upgrade and upgrading computers costs money and I don't like spending money for doing that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. The the point is, you know, maybe it's a bit embarrassing to mention, but we don't really have like the latest uh, equipment. Now, if somebody wants to gift us that... (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, I think the only latest hardware we have is me and Golux have a Wii U. Yeah. That's about it.
1: I mean, my uh, laptop here is, I think, about three, four years old now. I mean, part of the problem is Windows 10. And, in fact, they, I guess getting back to news stories, Windows 10 came out. And, you know, what they said for PC sales here is, it's uh, like, PC sales are actually going to be down in the next couple of years because, you know, Windows 10 is compatible with any computer that ran Windows 7. Mm -hmm. Microsoft was trying to avoid a Windows XP situation.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that was fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Good God, never never
1: again. Anyway, the the point of the matter was, it ran on the same, you know, about the same system specs as, if you, you could run Windows 7, you could run Windows 10. And... It was said that if you had a computer that was three or four years old and instead of get upgrading it, you'd probably keep it because you got Windows 10 for another two years or so. Now,
0: Speaking of which, I still need to probably update to Windows 10 sometime in the near future. Possibly. No. Before it stops being free, at least. Yeah, yeah. It's worth it. I mean, there's enough new stuff there.
1: Yeah, I have no regrets uh, upgrading to it. I know, I just have trouble with change
0: yeah
1: uh i'm always
0: I'm always super paranoid that somehow my computer is just going to completely break so The only reason you carry bills never carry coins
1: yeah anyway okay. you penny you are worthless so's the nickel yeah uh
0: anyway, you know anything that isn't a quarter worthless get out of my wallet
1: if I can finish. Anyway, my game of the year is Ori and the Blind Forest because that was a that was a really beautiful Metroidvania style game that didn't use retro style graphics. I you know I love the retro style as much as anyone, but goddamn, it is not getting overplayed. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know. That's one reason why I liked Ori, but another one was, you know, the fact that the graphics looked fucking amazing. Um, you know, the the combat was good, the you know, the level design was mostly good, except they had a they had a few points of no return that pissed me off and kept me from getting 100%. Like I wasn't done exploring that that one temple and, oh, turns out this route was to the boss or to the bo- boss sequence and it auto saves, and
0: oh, I, so you can't even do the thing where you save at every fork in the road and reset if you if you made a choice you didn't like.
1: Yeah, wasn't happy about that, but but yeah, Ori and the Blind Forest w- was worth the five dollars. Yeah, I, yeah, I got it when they when they uh, had a sale, price.
0: Yeah, it's on my Steam wish list, so I'll get it when it's on sale.
1: Well, actually, if you haven't gotten it by now, I'd say waiting for the Definitive Edition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're basically... Will
0: that be under a different entry on Steam?
1: Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, from what I understand, it is... It's not a free upgrade. It's something you have to buy because the Definitive Edition is going to include an expansion pack.
0: Well, then I'll put that on my Steam wish list when I get it. Okay. Okay. Or when it comes out on the Steam wishlist, because I just checked the store, and it's not on, yeah. being able to put on wish list yet.
1: Yeah, it's not out yet, so, and...
0: have yeah, but neither is this guy a PC, and that's on my wish list.
1: Well, yeah, that, that's coming out February. I know. Anyway, uh uh you guys, who, who wants to go first for, like, personal name of the year?
0: Oh, I've played a lot of games this year.
1: <laughs> it, it does kind of like shit.
0: Like, I got Smash Bros. for Wii U. I got Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, the PS3 port thing, mm-hmm. which is kind of good. Um. Fucking hell, Steam. Uh. Xenoverse was fun. Um. Actually, got to the Batman Arkham games, and they were fun. So many good games. I guess I'd go with Smash or Wii U.
1: Alright. Jolly?
0: Well, I game in a uh, very different space than everybody else here, except for Petty Fan and. Well, Petty Fan and Ogre share part of mine, since most of mine is Nintendo that isn't on PC. Um. It's pretty I think based on time input and enjoyment I've gotten out of it probably either Splatoon or Hyrule Warriors both of which are I've had a lot of fun with and I'm actually honestly looking forward to the 3DS remake of Hyrule Warriors that has the reimportable stuff cuz that looks like it'll be fun and also fun in HD um Right. I pr- Smash would probably be higher on my list if I'd had more time to play with it with friends because it is a lot of fun. But I haven't had that much. Uh, this Smash, particularly compared to Brawl, I think the single player is significantly thinner.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I really liked. I know that it's somewhat um, controversial, Subspace Emissary, but I really liked it as a. Uh, both as a sort of story thing and as a way to try get you to try every character a little. Cuz you do have to do that as you're playing through it pretty much. And uh so I could I could I could handle myself okay as most of the characters in Brawl in Smash 4. I have played around with the new characters, but mostly I can play Kirby and Palutena. Sonic's my main because uh <laughs> because your Skype avatar is tails, so
1: I'm not shocked mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. Uh all right, Nogar, you're uh, last here. Mm.
0: I have to say personally for me, it is a toss up between Zenoverse and Heaven's Ward. Oh, God. I was going to put heaven's word on there, but I was like, no, that's stolen my life. <laughs> that's mm. the... What's, is that the Final Fantasy XIV? Yeah, that was the, the latest expansion. expansion. For some reason, I thought that came out last year, and then I'm really realizing... no, nope, it just came out this summer. Mm-hmm. Feels like it's been here forever. And just six months. Something like that. Uh... Mostly because Xenoverse was a lot of fun. I mean, a Dragon Ball Z game where you can create your own character out of the The multiple races in the series. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's just right up there. Uh, It was fun to play that for the channel with Naka and Lenny because three people just messing around with that, yeah, it's going to be fun. Well,
1: I know people are looking forward to the day that you guys do um, Triforce Heroes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's happening soon.
0: No. I, so I what... would say Majora's Mask would be on that list, but since it's a remake of an original game I liked, I'm really not throwing it up there.
1: All right. The, the point is you guys are going to get to Triforce Heroes sooner or later. Yeah,
0: yeah. But no, I meant, like, Game of the Year. It's like Drawers Mask 3D was fun, but it's a remake of an original game, so...
1: Well, did you... Uh, have you gotten the chance to play Triforce Heroes?
0: Uh, just a demo. That was about it. We never did any more. Yeah. Then Heaven's Ward, I think, is probably it for me, mostly because I spend a lot more time on that because it's nice to see the game expand in such a way, and I realize this is an expansion, and yes, I just used expand like that, but that's the point of an expansion. It expands upon the game. Mm-hmm. Learning is fun. Yes, I know. Strange. Uh, So, yeah, it's I pretty much heaven's word for me, because, like with a lot of MMOs, if you really get into it and get some good friends, you really enjoy yourself.
1: Like me, <laughs> I don't. Do you uh, do you play together on fourteen?
0: Every well, once in a while, we run around on together. I,
1: I honestly don't know how any of that works.
0: Oh, well, he's on the same server and in the same free company as me, so. Mm-hmm. There it's are a couple times to avoid me. There have been a couple times me, me, him, and Naka have run some dungeons together and hilarity ensues. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh oh Anyway. Yeah, we're doing the... They got the new relic shit going right now because of the update. and mm-hmm. Wow, it's fun going back to the old dungeons and just wrecking shit, even when your levels sink for it. All
1: right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to be intimidating? I've beaten a few gods
0: by the time I've gotten back to you. <laughs> That's something, something, you know, do you know what I've killed? Something, something. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I've beaten the, uh, the Knights of the Round Table in the time it took for the original summon to go off.
1: And their limit break was faster. Yeah. Uh, all right, so, I think we should conclude this broadcast by a reflection of the show itself. Now. How did Dragon Silicon fare in the year of
0: tw- uh 2015? Was, <laughs> uh, we talked to Square Enix twice and Grant Kirkhope was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm like uh creatively uh, this was uh, this was a really great year.
0: Like all of my
1: birds ever again the same <laughs> <day>. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like Burgers! Burgers! Oh. <laughs> I'm like yeah, it's like so many great interviews this year. Uh, you know. Be
0: sure to watch them on the time off. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge.
1: Uh, they can only do that if you, if we uh, ever put them on uh, YouTube. <laughs>
0: or we'll listen to them, rather.
1: Yeah, but I'm like, in addition to the ones we've mentioned, uh, there was, you know, we had Bandai Namco on the program to talk about One Piece.
0: That but, was cool.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I hope we can do that again when uh, that ne- the next One Piece game. I'm trying to remember what... What it's called, like burning fist or something.
0: It's burning something.
1: Yeah, like
0: uh,
1: you know, uh, you know, having um, uh, hair-brain schemes on the program in various formats twice. That was. They're good people. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, you know, personal favorite. Yeah, you know, having David uh, Ball, David Beatty of Mega Wars. You know, he's a friend of mine, so you know, I, I I could just go down the list and. You know, having Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick on the program. Like you know, the the creator uh, the, the the creators of Maniac mentioned in uh, one one of the creators of Monkey Island. Mm.
0: You
1: know, having Natsume on the program. You know
0: one of my favorite parts is when we keep getting people on the show and then a few weeks later they announce a major product and we're like, Oh damn. I could have dropped on our show, oh, damn it! That's happened a couple of times.
1: Yeah, it, unfortunately, it's happened a
0: couple of times recently. Yeah,
1: it, it is unfortunate, you know. But I mean, that, that's kind of our pecking order in the universe right now. You know, we don't get the big exclusives most of the time.
0: One yeah. day, well, we did that one. Yeah, that was still pretty good. Yeah.
1: We, yeah, you know, we have broken news on this program, and people have used us as, as a source for news. You know, like, and unlike
0: the Daily Show, we can't fix it because we just keep getting
1: cut. You know, I mean, like like, like with the Tantalus stuff. You know, that 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 drew that drew literally thousands for us. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So. If, if they had revealed that it was Twilight Princess HD, well,
0: they're working on a project. We can't talk about it right now, but it involves some kind of force that's in a multiple of three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if they would have said the word started with a Z, everybody would have went off and running. Numbers?
1: Yeah, and you know, and, for, and for those ask like, and I we have been asked this, um, you know if Tomliss is going to come back onto the program to talk about Twilight Princess HD, well, it's, uh, there's kind of a stumbling block. They want to, but they can't because they're not allowed to yet.
0: The NBA's, uh, yeah. But, the hush orders of all
1: hush orders. Yeah. And they haven't gotten clearance from Nintendo. Like, you know, they were, you know,
0: and as we will repeat constantly, we are not looking to get anybody fired, so we respect their wishes. And, and their... you
1: know, it's, to my knowledge, Nintendo hasn't okayed anything. You know, I you know I emailed them about this, and you know, predictably, never heard back. I I might try again after the holidays. No, but yeah, I you know, it's like I'd say creatively, you know, we've gotten professionals. Like, I know our style is kind of um, loose and gonzo-y, but I'm like, we've had major figures from various parts of the industry. You know, uh, indie games are bread and butter, don't get me wrong, but, you know, like, we've had Bandai Namco, we've had Square Enix Europe, you know, we've had legends like Grant Kirkhope and Ron Gilbert on the program. And they respected us. They took us seriously.
0: Hell, Square, we're buddies with... Square Enix Collective. Yeah, <laughs> we made them realize what they are now.
1: <laughs> oh God, I use synergy, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm not a golden sun protagonist. <laughs> so the, the the point of the order is, as far as the industry is concerned, those who want to be on our program, yeah, we don't have a cre- we don't have a credibility problem that I, I thought we would have considering you know we're not a big program, mm-hmm. like. You know, it's like, in terms of our audience, it's actually been good news. Like, we, we actually have an audience. Like, um, not, uh, not to reveal numbers on the air, but I'm um, like, a certain amount of people do download anything and everything we do um, per episode.
0: So for all of our regular viewers, thank you and please keep it up.
1: Yes. Bring your friends. Yeah, it's like I've seen anywhere from forty to a hundred per episode, and for us, that's pretty good. Now, there have been some outliers when we have a bigger guest, although sometimes not. Like some, like some of the big interviews we've done have done about as well as some of the regular indie stuff that we had. I I can tell you why that is right right now like those bigger people didn't promote the show. Yeah.
2: You know, they, they,
1: they didn't, they didn't retweet it or anything like that. So, you know, the, you know, their audience didn't hear about that. You now it's just, you know, one, you know, you know, it's, it's a bit frustrating from our perspective, but, uh, but you you do you know you do what you have to do. Also, the scope of this show has expanded a lot this year. Like oh, I Started yeah.
0: interviewing people from places that aren't in our time zone area.
1: Well, yeah. I just got tired of losing. Like, we wouldn't be friends with Square Enix Europe had I not done that. Just mm-hmm. or Ghost Lights or really anyone we've had on the on the Tuesday uh, edition. You know, I, it's like. I don't regret making that choice and I'm glad it's worked out. I mean, you know, uh, and we've also started doing regular reviews. You know, Mm -hmm. I can't say we've reached the point that we review stuff every week because, well, our reviews are kind of predicated on
0: having games to review.
1: Well, more, uh, the companies give us the codes to review. Like, yes. yeah, you know it's like we're like we're not going to spend money to review, at least not at this point, because yeah, we
0: might the show had a budget, but it doesn't, so yeah,
1: yes, yeah, like <laughs> like if we were making money off of this, that would be a different story, because there are i I do know how it works in the paid professional world, and sometimes the publisher for one reason or another, usually because it's shit, doesn't provide uh, for copies. And so they have to, they still have to review the game, so they have to buy it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and people complain about, you know, there are some people who complain about, you know, journalists getting games for free and all that, but I'm like, it's like, if that didn't happen, no, uh, the, the shit wouldn't get reviewed. You know, it's like, even on our level, like, games are expensive. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, indie games th- these days are typically $10, $15, you know. And, you know, for those of us, uh, you know...
0: Hell, Pirate Warriors, we wouldn't have able, been able to do outright, because it was 60 Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I have a day job, and I'm thankful for that. Not all of us do.
1: Yeah. So. But, more, but more to the point, even more, even without a day job, six, you know, sixty dollar games are expensive. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. like, you know people who get paid for this shit, um, uh, you know, get 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 these things so they can review them. And I'm like, you know, as far as do the reviews help out people? I'll be honest, I don't know. I, I suppose one of my one of my biggest frustrations with our audience is. They're very quiet. I know they're there because I see the I see the numbers, like they're consistent. But um, nobody offers feedback, so I have no I honestly have no idea if the, if these reviews are helping people or not. But I suppose that doesn't matter at a certain point because we're still going to keep this policy in place because you know. Like I said, sometimes we are given games, sometimes we are given games to review and this is a problem we you know like i got a I got some review copies earlier this year um and didn't know what to do with them because we did, usually we use this thing as interview file mm-hmm. but now it fills a space so and it gives us you know another aspect to work on so it's all win-win from my perspective, because when we record the, the review episodes is when we meet anyway. So we lose Mm -hmm. nothing by doing this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unless we had a week where we really needed to plan an awful lot of stuff. And then we ended up being up all night, but you know,
1: well, yeah, this has happened. Like the, the weekend I I had to like anytime where we had to meet on like a Monday, I wouldn't schedule a review. Like, at any time when, like, I would be, you know, incapacitated, for lack of like a better term, uh, online, you know, like when I had family visiting uh, earlier this year, or when I had to visit family, you know, like I wouldn't schedule a review. So there's no, the review schedule is uh, at this point is semi-permeable, and. Mm-hmm. We are working on a new thing for next year. It's a a bit of an experiment. We'll see how it goes, but I'm looking forward to it. Not going to say what it is right now, but it's something within the realm of video games, but vastly different than anything we've done up to this point. I think you guys know what I'm talking about.
0: I think I might. Thought I might not. Uh,
1: let me. I'll put it in the the window.
0: Oh, well, you can tell us after we start broadcasting, anyway. Yeah. 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 Oh, that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. You know, like I said, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, uh, other prospects for 2016. Well, you know, we we've got the first two or so months uh, booked out. You know, barring cancellations and change of plans. Um, we're going to come back with a couple of reviews. Uh, Life is strange, and it looks like we're going to be reviewing uh, the Turok Remaster. Yay! You know, um, you know, as far as our audience goes, uh, I'm like, it, it, this is a bit of a tr- this is a bit of a tricky one because, you know, like one of our, you know, it's like. One of our goals is to like maybe eventually have advertising on the program and you know uh, having the crew here get paid.
0: You know. Our view on selling out is the sooner the better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: So still like to be unbiased as possible, you know.
1: Yeah. Yes. I I, I mean as, as I've noted, like we don't do this for free. We we do get compensation in the form of games, you know. As far as you know money, well, you know like the the show doesn't make any money at this point, but and
0: at the point we're at now, we really don't need to make money. we're not in a service where we have to pay for anything
1: outright yeah the, the only thing, yeah the thing is, the thing is unlike a lot of productions, we don't need to make money the The only money spent i think is on my skype premium uh every month, and that's ten dollars. Mm. I can afford $10 a month, you know, for for this. So that's not, you know, you know, there may be no budget, but then again, we've got everything in place. Yeah. You know, but, it, you know, it does throw you up against the wall in certain aspects because, you know, like improving the production values of our program is kind of hard because, you know, for those who don't know, we broadcast live. I guess that's another thing to mention while our while our download numbers are have grown and are consistent, our live numbers are actually down like and I don't mean just for the holidays like there's a lot less people who listen to us live now than they did last year,
0: so if you all have any friends who would be interested in watching this, uh kidnap them and strap them to their computers and make Please them don't watch kidnap their anyone. Com- Okay, yes, don't actually do that, but if you have a friends is still a does not ex- uh, endorse the kidnapping of other human beings.
1: Yeah.
0: it uh, gets views for us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I'm like like I said. I thought, you know, I'm not too torn up about that because I know we still have an audience. It's it's just, you know, we you know, we don't have an audience that interacts with us as, aside from, you know, we we've, we've got our super fans. You know, you know, the likes of Zakana, Mystic, Ferenia, and Potato Sniff. You know, Twilight Winter. They've, you know, they've all they've been they've been here since maybe the beginning. Like, they're certainly the names I always see in the chat. You know, there are some others. You know, not here all every week. You know. And
0: also some of our um, live listener issues might be because of finals and whatnot.
1: That too. You know, it's like, yeah, that will fluctuate based on many reasons. Yeah.
0: Like
1: I, I wasn't expecting a lot of people today because we had no guests and it's, you know, we're in the midst of finals. It's the holidays. Everything is going to be down ratings wise. We're, we're not going to be bucking the trend there. Like, and I'm sure our numbers are going to be pretty low during the break, during the holidays. It's Christmas, and we're not doing jack shit. I'm not concerned about that.
0: But well, at least recording-wise, yeah. there are other things we might have planned.
1: Yeah, we might we're on those later. Yeah, we might get together to stream our mellow, if we can ever work out scheduling. You know. Anyway, like you know, back on the MSP show, we you we used to have. Um, like uh, audience goals, uh, 1,000 downloads, and like 20 live listeners per week. So, And I think that's the talk shoe guidelines for getting advertising on your program. You know, the thing of it is, getting advertising isn't the hard part. And we don't need to look to talk shoe to get advertising. You know, there are, we were talking about this the other week, like, there are, there are, Companies out there that cater to podcast advertising. Like there's this one called Midroll. Now, and we being in the video game industry, there's a whole bunch of uh, you know publishers, developers, uh, peripheral makers, hardware makers. You know, there's a whole bu- there's a whole litany of people who make stuff for video games that are always looking to advertise on things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily getting the advertisers, finding the advertisers, it's getting them to sign on board. We we haven't quite reached that step yet. You know, maybe uh, some of it is over concerns of audience numbers, but it's also, this is stuff that Mac is supposed to take care of.
0: Yeah, being our executive producer and all. Right, and and he's he he busy this, with various things.
1: Yeah, he said he would take care of that. The thing is, you know, he keeps get he's, He's got a lot of investitures right now.
0: I mean, I suppose it is theoretically possible that at some point he took that out in the backyard, poured concrete around its feet, and dumped it off the lake. But Yeah. Well, then. That escalated.
1: Yeah. And the thing of it is, you know, he's mentioned that, you know, right now he doesn't have the time to focus on the podcast sector. But he said, you know, next year, that's going to be a priority. Of course, I, you know, how, when that, when that happens, I couldn't say, because I can't even say at this point that Mac is returning in January. You know, he was supposed to return a bit of, uh, like, last month, but, you know, his busy schedule has prevented him from returning. And he's... His, his
0: busy schedule has made him busy. I'm sure well, that's shocking
1: it's not just his busy schedule, it's also his inconsistent schedule because he works retail. Mm-hmm. And...
0: With all of the associated pain and misery.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't have a consistent Wednesday off. So, that, you know, he might not be returning in January, we might not be moving MSP to Wednesday. You know, with Mac, it's... you kind of... we'll see what happens.
0: That's still the goal, and we'll let you know when we have more information,
1: yeah, it's like you know i, I guess if enough time passes, we'll look into uh, the advertising thing ourselves, you know, but you know no, you know don't worry if you if you're worried about ads occurring on our program, that's not happening uh in the foreseeable future, you know outside yeah. of I guess you know our interviews, what's kind of service ads for the show for the um for, uh, for the games, but also, you know, we are generally... Uh, galax we did... I mentioned that we, we might be streaming Armello.
0: Okay, yeah. I thought so.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm like... Uh, you know, it's like, th- that's all incumbent on our schedule. Now, as far as further changes to the show, um, nothing planned, but... As I, you know, one thing I have experienced on this program over the past two years is, I can't really predict it, predict what changes are going to occur occur because this show's not this show has always been shaped by circumstance.
0: Yes, there are two kinds of changes: the one you plan for, and
1: most of them. Yeah, it's like, and I'm like, if anyone in the audience uh, are current, current listenership either remembers or goes back to listening to one of our 2013 era episodes, well, it's going to be a lot different,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, mainly because we had a different cast. Um, we had, you know, uh, a lot more in the way of audio problems. Like, I, I mean, people, I helped fix some of those. <laughs> yeah. People like, so, like, uh, people still complain about so, our iffy audio, like, Our audio is pretty bland because we record in mono and it's not the greatest of quality. It's serviceable, but if I had the power, if I, you know, that's kind of another thing, increasing the production values. I don't know how to do that. And it's not even
0: while involving talk shoes still. Yeah. Yeah, much of our issues are with the talk shoe service.
1: and, And, yeah, it's not our equipment. Because we, like, when we hear this over Skype, like, Believe me, we can we can pick up all the sounds, including some we don't want to hear, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so sorry, no, no
0: it, <laughs> like, <laughs> not it, for anything this time, just I know sometimes it's me, yeah,
1: so it it's kind of like you know, uh you know and the thing of talk you know the thing about talk shoe is there's no other service that can meet our needs
0: at least that we've found.
1: Yeah, we haven't found it yet. Because in spite of, you know, however many people show up, we do like being live. Because Mm -hmm. I'll admit this is a bit out of laziness. We don't like to do editing. And this is a nice thing about recording live. We do also
0: like to interact with people in the chat room sometimes.
1: Yes, yes we do.
0: But mostly the editing thing.
1: (laughs) But yeah, now anyway, I'd say over, over the course of the year, we've done a shit ton of stuff that I thought we would never do. You now we, you know, we've seemingly secured ourselves an audience for the moment. I, You know, I, once again, I don't know, maybe in the future they'll abandon us. Maybe we'll grow. You know, it's like, Please don't leave us. We have cookies. Yeah. I'm like... And, you know, hope. You know, hopefully we can. Yeah, I I personally am not going to stop doing this show unless profound things happen. And you know, so uh, it looks like everyone here in the in the here and now is is going to be on the show for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll t- I'll tell you what I'm. I, you know, it's like I'm glad that got situated because that was a lot of stress uh, back in 2013. You know, yeah because I knew the show was falling apart and I was because, you know, I knew Naka was dissatisfied. I knew Keith was dissatisfied with certain things. And I was worried, you know, about them going away and, you know, us not having a show anymore. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, that didn't happen. Obviously, you know, those two are no longer with us. I I guess Naka technically is. In, in the sense that he still does the promo for us, but
0: uh, join whenever he wishes he just doesn't wish
1: yeah yeah it's like naka isn't expected to come back back on the program in the foreseeable future
0: mm-hmm. he's guessed at best right now well yeah
1: he's not he's he does he doesn't know what he would be able to contribute in this day and age is what he said like mm-hmm. you know he he he, he he, I guess, lost his place and never found it. No, Keith, well, I, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I mentioned it on MSP, but I'm like, Keith is not coming back on this program. know it's like, you know...
0: He'd have to do a hell of a lot of ass-kissing before we'd even consider it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I, I know Mac was taken a bit of back by that, but I'm like, He's not here, so I can speak frankly about it. I'm Like, yeah, Keith, le- you know, Keith left this show in a lurch. You know, he he left the show and he didn't tell anyone. Like we we waited for two weeks to you know, for him to show up. You know, do do his thing, and he 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 didn't show up and he didn't tell us. And you know, if you think this is petty. No pun intended. surprised you did there well no, it's because I, I even if he wanted to be back on the show i I couldn't trust him to be here after that
0: mm-hmm. so like it'd be different if it was a family thing, yeah, but just to up and leave,
1: yeah uh, and he might return to m s p but as far as fragments. Uh, Unless he could guarantee me that he would not do that again, it it's like no. I mean, you know, he, you know. Thank you for providing the music, uh, and also, you know, I, I'm kind of glad we have consistent music these days.
0: Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm useful.
1: <laughs> yeah, a hell of a lot use more useful than Keith. You know, because like, yeah, Keith had obviously checked out long before, but you know. he... You know, just...
0: He hadn't officially quit.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, there were times when... There were a lot of times when we wouldn't have music because it was all live. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, his live performances were inconsistent because oftentimes, uh, you know, apathy or alcohol.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Or sometimes his recording equipment just didn't want to work for him.
1: Yeah. So... Like I said, our production values have gotten a lot better. You know, know, I don't mean to, like, bury Keith or anything, but I'm like, I I do have to be frank here. It's like, we got burned, and I'm not interested in being burned again, you know. So, uh, it's like, well, uh, how are you guys feeling about the prospects of fracking Silicon in 2016?
0: Um, um, I think everything's been going re- pretty solidly.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it is as well. I mean, hell, um, you know, we're, we're going to be off for a few weeks, but we're you know we're coming back in January and we're going to hit the ground running because well, here's a, here's our schedule for the first week of January, January third. We return with a review of Life is Strange. Uh, January fifth, we are going to have Matt, Matt Labunka of Atari uh, on the program.
0: Like legit
1: Atari? Yes. Well, well uh,
0: Atari has gone through many changes of hands.
1: Yeah, but it is that it is the current Atari. And we're going to be talking about roller coaster Tycoon World, I believe. They still need to give me a code for that. Oh, well, after the holidays. But, yeah. And that's going to be a Tuesday interview. Ironically enough, it's, it's because they're in the same time zone as us. Or at least me. They're actually one of the few, very few companies I've come across that are Eastern time zone based. So... 11 o'clock for me is going to be 11 o'clock for them. Handy. Because um, on our Wednesday uh, flagship show, January 6th, we're going to be welcoming Tom Hall on the program, another legend of of the video gaming industry. I'm like... uh, So
0: many legends.
1: Well... Well, in his particular case, uh, he worked at Id Software during the uh, salad days.
2: Ooh, uh,
1: yeah, and like, jeez, uh, uh, trying to think of all the games he's done. Like, he worked on you know, Commander Keen, Wolfenstein 3D's, uh, Doom. Uh, he then le- he then worked at Apogee 3D Realms. Um, he worked on games like Rise of the Triad, Terminal Velocity, uh, Duke Nukem 3D. H- his crowning achievement is probably the, Ancronino- the uh, Ancroninox.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's a game that we've mentioned on this program, but, you know, the, you know, he worked at Ion Storm, you know, they have uh, Deus Ex and Daikatana, Infamy, you know he's he, he's worn a lot of hats. He's made a lot of games. It's going to be one of the, those interviews. I think you, mm-hmm. if you're a long-term listener, I think you know how this goes by now. You no. Know, mm-hmm. Yes, this is going to be an interview that takes the entire show. So we, yeah, we don't need to come up with a topic of discussion unless, you know, we get a cancellation. Here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, and, and that's, what's going to start us off in two, uh, 2016. All right, so um, final words for 2015?
0: Happy holiday of your choice, but remember, you only get one. (laughs) Um, It was a good year. Hope to see you guys in the next. Don't leave us. (laughs) Just have happy holidays and whatnot. All right. Uh, yes, yeah. in, all, in all seriousness, happy holidays and have a hope you have a nice new year and stuff. You got your line.
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah. Once again, I'd like to thank you know everyone who listens to this show, both in the live chat and the uh, downloads. You know, thanking I thank you for helping making the show worthwhile. You know, uh, and it's nice to know that there are people here who for some reason listen to us you know i want to thank you know all the guests who have come on the program uh taking time out of their uh schedules to do an interview with us you know and uh, g- giving us their games should they have given us their game you know thanks to the crew for being here and putting in the time and the effort that it requires to make this program and yeah i'm looking for forward to 2016 and I wish you good gaming during the holidays.